0: Towards the far post. Riston, Anton! Barisha. header, And the honour of Western United's first A League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. Connor Payne on the lap. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And- oh, Diamanti! Welcome back to another episode of Off the Pitch, the All Out West interview series. And this week we have a good one. Let's skip the hyperbole. Scott, who do we have? We got our, one
1: of my favourites, Lockie Wales, coming in. So, oh, nice, Lockie. How you going, mate? Yeah, going well. Um, the weather hasn't really turned up today, but um, yeah, just finished another day of training and uh, just sat back down at home now. So, um, you know, enjoying it. But um, yeah, can't wait to be outside with you know with everyone. I would imagine. Yeah, it's, we had two good days of spring and then winters here, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Classic Melbourne.
1: Now, straight off the dome, man, this is a hard one. Palmy or Palmer? where are you at? Oh, you guys are probably going to hate me, but I'm a Palmy all the way. Um, New South Wales is Palmy, so Ooh. I've just always grown up saying chicken Palmy. I just oh. don't know where you get Palmer. It sounds a bit posh and I'm not having it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Every pub I've been to in Melbourne isn't posh. So <laughs> I think that's just what you're, you're going to. Yeah, but if you're ordering a, a chicken palmer, it sounds like you're getting a, a, a luxurious meal. And a palm is just, you know, your standard pub pub grub. Mm. Now I completely understand. Scott, is he still your boy after that? Or <laughs> yeah, he's still one of my favourites. So, um, uh, what is your football story? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a you know different one. I grew up in on the central coast, just playing football there for Terrigal United and um played my junior football for an MPL club called Manly United a pretty big club in Sydney um obviously Central Coast not having uh, a development pathway down there so um my poor old man and mum they drove me an hour and 45 minutes to training there um for a few, few years just to get you know decent training and kept kept me playing against the best kids in New South Wales so I eventually got into the institute kind of system down there, and uh, ended up back at the Mariners in the U team, um, grinding away there for a few years, and um, eventually, eventually got a crack in the A League, and um, obviously played a, played a few games down the road at Melbourne City, and um, you know really, really enjoyed my first season here in Melbourne, even though the uh, Western Melbourne, even though the results weren't good, I I really think I found somewhere where I'm, I'm really enjoying my football again, and. You know, I can, I can be myself around all the boys and um, everyone's accepted me for, you know, I'm pretty energetic and I love a chat, but, uh, you know, I also love to win football games. So I think everyone's accepted me for that. And I'm just really enjoying it here at the moment.
0: That's awesome. What was it like coming to West United last season and breaking into the first team? And before you get too far into it, I'm not sure if you know this because it's not very well publicised, but you were our young player of the year last year. Oh, cheers, guys! Yeah, cheers, uh, yeah, big fans. Yeah. Uh, majority of those votes are just from Scott over here, to be honest. But <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> nah Scott, no, I
1: appreciate it. No, nah. nah, as I said, um, the move across was, you know, I, I, uh, it was a pretty easy one. I was playing a fair bit at City, but you know, it's a, it was difficult for me there for a few, few different reasons, on and off the field, and um, you know, just to come down here and. Um, be accepted, you know, by all the boys, and um, there's a really good, you know, group of people here, like players and staff, and even the new staff coming in. I'm, you know, really enjoying learning under Aloisi and and Foxy. So, uh, the first season, you know, personally, you know, I enjoyed getting a lot more game time, and I think you guys saw once once I can get on a bit of a roll, I can. Um, I got a bit hot there in the middle of the season, and you know, hopefully, with um, you know a more structured team this year, I can I can. Do a bit better as well.
0: We'd definitely love to see that. And yeah, definitely a highlight for our season was your performance. How
1: is the pre season training going under the new manager? It's been really good for all the boys. I think just coming into a a refreshed environment, um, you know, we've changed pretty much everything from, you know, the pre activation with the warm up and just all different things, just gives the boys a fresh, fresh outlook on the. The season and, um, you know, he's he's very tactical and seems, you know, very organised in the way he wants to set up and uh, his drills are very, you know, match-specific to your position, which I've been finding really good. So, you know, you're not doing a possession where you're just kind of running around, um, you know, a defender might end up up front or, a, you know, an attacker might end up at the back. It's very um, for your position and, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. That's great to hear because that was one of the things we noticed last season was the a lot of movement.
0: Um, not to give any, way, any trade secrets away, but are there any areas of your game you're specifically working on for this season?
1: Yeah, I think um, probably, you know, dribbling more players. I think, you know, I I can dribble and I am a good dribbler. So just having the confidence to take on more players and, you know, when to do that and, you know, when to kind of uh, pass the ball to Deer and then make another run. So uh, it's just more just picking my times and, um when yeah as i said when the pass when the dribble and then you know that final final shot or final pass is you know the big one because as a winger striker midfielder that's where you make your money is um you know goals and assists and you know it's uh like as a winger you know you need to be probably hitting you know 7 to 10 goals to help out that main striker um to get to get that 20 25 that seems to be the trend with the the top teams in the world at the moment so um yeah, hopefully we can do that as a attacking unit and you know so far in pre-season we're we work a lot more on final and product. Nice. How are you finding your development as a forward? You know, it's it's I think last year you saw I got myself into much better goal scoring positions and um I think like as a general punter, you know a lot of people think it's it's easy but uh that's why the strikers get paid the most money. It's so such a difficult art to um, be in the right place, even at the right time. It may, you know, on TV look easy to just be popping up for a tap in or, you know, be at the back post, but um, it's actually a, quite a difficult skill. And it's more of a confidence thing with me. I think my finishing is, is good um, at training. So uh, if I can just stay confident and it seems when one goes in, I, I can score in a few, few games after that. So uh, for me, it's, you know, a mental thing. I Know, trying to keep positive keep confident and you know if I miss one I just got to think the next chance is around the corner mm, that's a big thing with sports psychology though is getting yourself in that the right mind frame
0: to do these things do you have any techniques you do specifically or
1: yeah I I do I do meditation um before the game just a quick five minute meditation while I'm sitting in the change room just to you know calm everything down um, as I said I, I've met a couple of you guys and I'm an energetic young fellow so sometimes you know a million things going through my head and mm. because I'm so quick and um yeah energetic it it does get a bit frazzled there for a second I think even when you know going to school the goal I get a bit excited so I think just when that ball gets slipped through from there just having a deep breath and you know picking your spot and just just trying to hit it hit the target. That's awesome. Speaking of some good shots here and get get a bit
0: of momentum what was it like sealing west united's first win across, against crosstown rivals your old club melbourne city where you not only scored the first like the the equalizer but you got the assist for the
1: win what was that yeah like? that, yeah that was probably one of the highlights of the season for us um you know we we saw you you got to take your hat off city probably played the best football this year and um you know the way they moved the ball was it was pretty impressive and you know they completely deserved to win the the championship, so uh, it just shows that with the caliber of players we've got here, you know, uh, we can definitely definitely pick apart um, you know them on our, on our day. So I like to think like um, that day we kind of played like I guess like Liverpool with Sane and um, uh, yeah Mane and Salah and kind of hit them on the break there, and um, you know it was a it was a great day for the club, and I think we broke a pretty good curse that day and, um, and you know, we never beat them before, so it was a top top day. And you know, more moments like that this season would be be awesome for the fans, and um, even better for us players. And we, you know, you you need to be in those big games, and and you know, we need to win more of them. So, um, yeah, that was probably a highlight of the season to grab a goal, and you know, help the team in a in a massive game is you know always good. Yeah. On that note, how are you finding the fans for Western United? No quality, I think. You know, the interaction between the players and the fans was unreal in the first season. We, you know, we always got around you guys and you guys always got around us. I think, you know, the main thing was when times got tough, you know, we, we were still giving it our all. And, um, you know, sometimes in football, a change is needed and um, that's what we've got now. So we've got, you know, a fresh start. We've, you know, exciting talks about the stadium in the near future. So um, I think it's awesome for the fans, like, Those fans that are going to be here for these first few years, um, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. But, um, you know, to sit back maybe in five years' time at your own stadium to maybe cheer cheer a championship-winning team would be pretty awesome to say you were there on those first couple of days going down to Tassie and Ballarat and cold places like that. So uh, that's what makes the club special here. Um, And I, I I think it can only grow from here, to be honest.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by SportsMate's A-League Live app, which we use to follow the game with live scores, in-depth stats, and news on everything A-League and FFA Cup related. Check out the links for Android and Apple in the podcast description. Now back to the interview.
1: What is it like being a professional athlete in the COVID era? Oh, it's a bit of a disaster, to be honest. Um, You know, you're you're always on your toes. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, firsthand with the Olympics, I saw how you know how chaos it was it was um very interesting and um forever changing so i'm pretty overdoing the the test up the nose and down the throat but um you know it's it's unreal that we can keep doing what we love um you know there's a lot of a lot of people out there doing it tough at the moment so um nothing to complain about from my end it's um you know it's always been a dream of mine just to play one game of football and with all this going on it's um pretty cool to keep playing and you know give the old old man back at home he's locked down something to watch and um yeah he he loves sitting there every weekend watching the game so i mean it is what it is it's gonna it's gonna obviously be around for a long time and um you know we're just gonna have to deal with it as athletes and as people probably do you have a go bag yeah for emergencies like yeah it's funny the first hub i ever went to in um When we went to Sydney the first year I was at Melbourne City, I actually, my lease for my apartment was up the next week. So I packed up my whole apartment in the space of about two hours and 30 minutes and then got told when I got to the airport that we'll go on back home. But I'd given my keys to the real estate. So I was then homeless for a couple of days and then I was just was just parking it at people's people's couches for a couple of days till we left. So um, yeah there's always a go bag and you know even when you pack your bag now you know it's um you, you know that you're going to be could be going for longer or it's going to be unexpected how long you're going to actually go for
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah just I wanted a bit of insight there because it's been some a crazy couple of seasons for you guys like crazy for everyone but to be in yeah. that instance where you
1: like trying to cross the border and it yeah oh and even last year I think we played a game And we got stuck in Brisbane and we'd been away from home for a long time and, you know, it was just a nightmare. We flew in in on the day against Western Sydney and, you know, but there's no excuses this year. I think, you know, we probably made a few too many excuses last year for ourselves and, you know, tried to feel sorry for ourselves. So I think it's important that, you know, no matter what's thrown at us, um, we're building a really good squad here and I think, you know, finals minimum for the teams required. So no excuses.
0: That's all we like to hear. And let's get on to a bit of a high note, probably especially for yourself. What was it like getting the call up for the Olympics?
1: Yeah, it was unreal. Um, you know, we uh, I think I went up to Byron Bay for a bit of a holiday um, with a couple of the boys um, and uh, we're waiting around the phone, me and Dylan, um, you know, kind of, you know, try, trying to have a good time, but you also had that in the back of the mind. So uh, just to get the call and, you know, to say you're on the plane's an unreal feeling and you know, a massive moment for myself and my family, and um, you know, even the club were really supportive of that. Were, you know what an honour it was to go there and um, test yourself against the best players in the world. Oh, wicked! What What was it like scoring the first goal for Australia in the Olympics? Yeah, it was a, it was a funny. It was a funny one. I was kind of, um, you know, I was in the squad but uh, unable to kind of play, and then you know, got the chance to to be able to play as soon as I got there pretty much. I knew I could play and, um, after speaking to Arnie, uh, he made it pretty clear what he wanted from me, which is, uh, we didn't have much pace up front. So my job was kind of to, to make some good runs off the ball and, you know, start off that high press. So, uh, it was almost written in the stars for me when that ball come across and, um, didn't know much about it, to be honest, just hang my left leg out there and, um, you know, when you don't even see it hit the back of the net, I was just probably acting like a pork chop a bit, but, um, you know, loving it with all the fellas. And, um, now an awesome moment for, you know, myself and, um, you know, my, my family back home, like, we're, we're ecstatic. And just to have a moment like that in your life, it, you know, for all the hard work you've, everyone's put into your career, it was almost like that moment you can kind of give back to everyone.
0: Uh, just on that note of giving back, uh what panelist Kelsey, who's not on the thing today, he would like to thank you. Cause he made a cozy one hundred and twenty bucks off that goal. So he 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 personally gave me the notes and he's like, do not forget <laughs> to say this. Yeah. He made his I day.
1: A, I think I had a couple of people um message me after with a multi or something <laughs> like that. So um it's always good to help your mates out like that. But um it doesn't work out all the time. So yeah, but um even you know the massive amounts of messages i got and you know everyone forget probably forgets i could have had a hat trick but um we won't talk about <laughs> that but it's all good <laughs> <laughs> now back on to japan what was your highlight there and who did you share a room with uh the highlight was oh literally the whole thing it was it was awesome this is the way the japanese people set up the the olympics so organized um you know the hotels were beautiful the food was amazing and just the the family we kind of had there at the Ollie Roos you know you only had each other we weren't in the village so it was um it was a different experience and you know you make the most of it when you when you're there you, you know it's up to you to create a bit of an environment and we really did that and uh the highlight was for me that definitely that first game um you know I don't think people in Australia under, actually understand how big that was for Australian football it was um one of the best you know as any and the staff said one of the best performances by an Australian team, no, no matter what age or or at what tournament. So uh, to beat a team like that, I think it just gave everyone everyone hope, and you know it shows that the A League is a is a breeding ground for for a lot of young talent here, and and it's a league that probably cops a lot of hate for 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 no reason. Um, it's an improving league, and um, it just showed there that we could definitely match it with the best players. So that that was a highlight. And my roomie is, uh, Kemi Devlin, um, Mm. the little, little fella. He's just gone to Scotland. So, um, yeah, he's very similar to me. God, he, he doesn't shut up. He, um, (laughs) chat my ear off, which I love because I love a chat and, um, nah, just a really good fella. And, you know, I grew up playing against him when he was at Western Sydney and Sydney FC when I was growing up in the U team. So, um, yeah, you, you know, I was, a lot of people ask me why I didn't room with Dylan and you, you kind of want to meet new people while you're there and um, obviously me and Dylan have a really good friendship at Clubland and I think it was good that we, you know, took ourselves out of our comfort zone and, um, you know, wanted to meet new people and, and form other friendships as well. So um, it was a awesome, awesome experience and, um, you know, it was a shame we couldn't go couldn't go further um, and play Brazil. That would have been awesome, but, um, you know, it wasn't meant to be. What is your current song go-to song on the Spotify? Oh, I don't know current, but um, I think if you ask the boys, um, my go-to song is definitely Piano Man by Billy Joel. Wow. it's an old, older one, but it's a uh, that's my karaoke song. So usually, if we get a good win or um or it's someone's birthday, everyone asks me to sing Piano Man. It seems to be a theme of the night, so um, I, I always bust that one out, and then my playlist, oh. I don't mind on a day off waking up to a bit of Jack Johnson or something pretty relaxed and you know going down for a swim at the beach or something like that. So then we the go to songs. Nice. That's uh wasn't expecting
0: that. Real like surf vibes
1: there, man. Of, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Bit, bit of, of Ben of Harper as well, as well or do you like Ben yeah, Harper. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that. Ziggy Alberts, all, all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, don't want to blow my head off early in the morning, just relax into the day. But now here's the one. Do you have a pregame ritual? Because some people have crazy ones. We just want to find that out. Um, I always step onto the pitch with my left foot first, but um it's actually funny you say this. My uh my girlfriend's very into um yoga and meditation and those things and she has this thing called a sage and it um locks out negative vibes almost. It it's like a smoke thing that and before the game, she gets me to bring my boots home and it's, we sage my boots from all the negative energy. So um, nice. it was funny. When I when I scored those goals in a row, um, I then went on an away trip and we got stuck in Brisbane. So we couldn't sage the boots and I didn't score. So it was actually worrying me a bit. And um, <laughs> so hopefully hopefully, I can maybe get my own sage this year. <laughs> I don't care if we have to crowdfund you some sage. We
0: get you a sage bundle. We get a bulk yeah. buy from Costco. I don't and care. Like, we
1: get it. Yeah, it's not something like I've ever done, but um, it worked once, so we, we kept doing it, and it became a bit of a joke between us both. And uh, It's all in good fun. That's
0: hilarious. Now, that's the end of the interview, man. Is there anything you'd like to pass on to fans?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I hope you guys are all doing well. It's obviously very difficult at the moment with the lockdown and things like that. But, um, you know, keep supporting the club and hopefully the social media can keep some content coming through from all the lads and, you know, keep your, your spirits high and keep doing some of those giveaway promotions. I think it's awesome what the club's doing. And, um, yeah, just to let you know, we're, we're training as hard as we can. Um, we're going in every day and, you know, working really hard. As I said, it's finals minimum and, you know, we want to lift something at the end of the year. You know, whether it's FFA Cup, if we can get that going or if it's the A-League Championship. So, um, you know, reach for the stars for us this year and, you know, hopefully we can do something special. Love it, man.
0: We'll probably probably be inactive at some point drinking beers. I know Scotty will. I'm always but, for uh, sure. <laughs> so make sure you come by and sure. say hi. Um, yeah, definitely. yeah,
1: keen as, man. Thanks, no, Can't wait to see you guys at the game. Thanks for your time. Cheers, boys.